So hi, everyone. Welcome back and happy new year. Welcome to 2022. And we're super excited about our first episode of the year for Truly Twinning. Um, we have a awesome guest today. He's going to share a little bit of information about SEO, um, which is great for all entrepreneurs to learn a little bit more about. So I'll let Kat um, introduce her and then we'll dive in. Yes. So, so excited to have Jessica here. SEO is so important because as a small business owner, no matter what industry you're in, I feel like everyone's their own media company. I think that's a line I took from our business consultant, our business coach, <laughs> but he's so right. Um, so Jessica, we're so excited to have you here to educate us today. But Jessica and I met through the Entreprenista League, which I've met so many incredible businesswomen in. But Jessica has a really amazing platform that I'll let her get into more. But Habitats by Cats also involved as a founding member with her platform, which we're thrilled about. So Jessica, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, I'm so glad we were connected through Entrepreneistas. It's such a great group. Um, but I'm Jessica. I'm the founder of Lady Changemakers. It's an exclusive online platform for women-owned businesses to gain visibility and sales. Uh, last year, we started off as a directory. So I used to call us the Yelp for Women. And we grew from 50 listings to over 720 in a year. And I had a bigger vision for it. So now we've moved from the Yelp for Women to the Amazon for Women. And to gain visibility, which we'll get into with all of the SEO that we're going to talk about, um, that's how we really gained organic traffic for our directory. But I wanted more for this new platform that we launched in November, and I really wanted to gain sales for women-owned businesses because I really want to see women-owned businesses rise to the top. So that was the goal with this new platform is to not only gain you visibility through SEO that we do for you, but to also gain you sales for your business. Awesome. That sounds great. Um, so Jessica, why don't you dive into your mini workshop or lesson, we'll call it, on SEO. And Kat and I will definitely chime in if we have questions or if anything confuses us, because I know you're <laughs> definitely an expert here and we're not. <laughs> I can definitely get nerdy. So if you, <laughs> if you have any questions, just let me know. Um, but I think SEO is just so important. Stands for search engine optimization. And a lot of businesses, I think, are just a little scared of SEO. And it doesn't have to be that scary. Yes, there's a ton that goes into it, but so many people are not taking advantage of the simple things you can do with SEO that even if you do the bare minimum, you're going to see some organic growth. So with SEO, all it is is really being seen through Google searches. So how do we get you into those Google searches for what people are looking for? And you want them to click from those Google searches to your website. So it's really finding organic traffic to your website. And you can always outsource this to an expert as well. But just know that if an expert ever tells you that they can get you to the top of a Google search ranking, that's not going to happen. You're never going to be number one unless you're in like a super niche category because the internet's been around for a long time. So whoever has been around the longest has the most SEO power um, if they have a lot of content on their site. So it's really hard to rank to number one, but how can we still get you seen in searches through what's called long tail keywords? 
Um, and it's not as hard as it sounds. So if you like to write content at all, it's a great way for you to start getting seen through Google searches is just by blogging. So do what you know best about your business and just blog about it. And right there is going to get you a lot of SEO power. So, but I, there's a, mm -hmm. so I have a question because that is advice that we give our consultants and we give ourselves. We our do website. it. Right. But question is, does it matter how long the blog is? And once you post the blog and there's SEO attached to it, we have someone helping us with that on the back end. You know, how many blogs a month would you recommend someone just beginning try to stick with? So Google actually updated some things in 2021 for 2022. It is no longer important to have really long content for your blog. Google is looking for relevant content. Who are your customer, what are your customers searching for? So you really wanna understand your consumer and what they're looking for so that they get to you and then create content around it. So we used to say somewhere between 800, 1600 words would be a really good blog. Um, still recommended if you can write that long form content, but it's not as important as it used to be. So as long as you're writing really relevant content that is for your audience, it's going to get served up in Google searches. And kind of the reasoning behind this update is that a lot of people used to do keyword packing. So they would just find keywords that people were searching for, write a bunch of content that made no sense. But as long as it had those keywords in it, it would generate in Google searches. And Google caught on to that. So it's more <laughs> about relevant content now over how long your content is. Um, and I, how many blogs um, really... I would say for most people, because most people don't take SEO as seriously as they should, start with what you're comfortable with. If you can get a blog once a month done, start doing that. You can work your way up to doing once a week if you can feasibly do that, but just start somewhere. Um, just start getting something once a month. You can even, I tell a lot of people um, on Instagram, they do long captions for the most part. Take your Instagram, put it into a blog format. And right there, you already have a blog that you can use and you can repurpose your content that you already have. Yeah, no, I think that that's helpful. And I think that's similar advice to what we've given consultants and what we try to do um, for ourselves is like at least once a month because it gets it gets you out there. Um, mm -hmm. And you might be covering this later, but you know, because Kat and I have a team on the back end who's helping with SEO, will you get into it all? Like how someone can do it from scratch, like if they don't have a team. I think mm -hmm. that would be cool. Okay. Yeah. So there's um, actually a ton of free tools out there for everyone that Google provides. So if you just Google, Google Analytics, Google Search Console, Google AdWords, and Google Trends, all of those are going to get you in a good place to start with your SEO. You want to have a Google Analytics account so that you can track your traffic to your website. So it's going to tell you where that organic traffic is coming from. Google Search Console tells you what people are searching for to get to your website. So this is really great to find out if, especially for lady changemakers, what women-owned products or services are they searching for that landed them to our website. Mm. And so you can craft content around those search terms that takes them to your website. 
Um, Google AdWords, that's how most people do um, those Google ads that you see when you are actually putting in Google searches. So you just sign up for a free account and then you use their keyword planner. So you don't actually have to run any ads, um, but that's how you get to their keyword planner tool, which tells you um, all the search traffic for specific keywords. So you're going to want to know what your consumers are looking for. So a lot of, for example, Lady Changemakers is women-owned. So we focus on a lot of women-owned services and products. So I'll see what people are searching for. And then you want to find the volume of search. Normally, um, if you're, it'll also tell you how competitive those keywords are. And you're going to want to find something that isn't a really competitive keyword. You're going to want to find ones that at least have thousands of searches to it but also aren't highly competitive. That mm -hmm. way you know that you can compete for that keyword. And there's a difference between competitive for paid ads and um, for organic searches. So just make sure you're not looking for the PPC competitiveness because that's what people are paying for for that keyword, which could be different for the organic traffic. So yeah. that's one little nuance right there. But the Keyword Planner tool is a great place to start just to find out what people are really searching for in terms of keywords. And you're going to want to use more than one word because it's actually very hard to compete with one word keywords. So a lot of things, so women-owned is going to be very hard to compete with. So I'm going to do women-owned travel, women-owned entrepreneurs, and then I'll see how those search terms perform and how competitive they are. And or what long tail keywords are. So it's essentially like a little phrase that you're searching for and finding out if there's enough volume for it and if there's enough um, competition for it for you to actually build content around. And so, so the, and that, oh, sorry, the keyword phrase is in a Google ads account. Mm -hmm, correct. Yeah, you'll sign up for a free Google ads account and then the keyword planner tool is a part of it. So you're gonna have to fill in all your information like you're building an ad campaign, but you don't actually have to spend any money. Um, but it's how you actually get access to that keyword planner. Got it. And then the other one is Google Trends. You can also use uh, Pinterest Trends or Answer the Public, a lot of people use. Those will tell you what questions people are asking and which will help you kind of direct some content around that as well. So you'll wanna do Answer the Public, find out what they're, at, so for SEO, they're going to be, um, what is SEO? So you can actually build content around that, but then you're going to want to use the keyword planner tool to see which keywords are going to rank well for that content around that question. So if you're kind of struggling on where to, what topic do I even cover? Well, what's your business and what's your niche? And then go to answer the public or Google trends and see what questions they're asking. Then go to the keyword planner tool and see what keywords you can use for that question and then craft your content around that. I'm literally doing that this evening because yeah, Sam, are you taking I'm, notes? I'm like, <laughs> I need ideas for my own blog and HBK's blog and yeah, and I didn't know these Sam, tools. That she just gave us a roadmap. I know. Get that roadmap. <laughs> It I used to do, yeah, I used to do consulting and honestly, I don't love the one-on-one -on -one consulting. So I'm just like, here's exactly how you do it. I'm happy to map it out for everybody. Um, Pinterest trends, um, I think it's called Pinterest predicts. If you put that into a Google search, they're telling, they guessed about 80% of trends for 2021. So they just came out with their 2022 trends and they're 80% of them are going to be correct. 
So I know there's some travel, really interesting travel ones in there for 2022. So I would go into there and see what things are going to be really popular for 2022 and start crafting content around that. I've heard that Pinterest is actually one of the best platforms to drive to drive website traffic. Like probably 100%. more. Yeah. See, that's so interesting to me. Like you know, it's easy to forget about. Do you know why mm-hmm. that is, Jessica? Or is that just how it's created? Um, it's how Pinterest was originally created was to put up links, um, an image to a link, and then people, it's the one platform on social media that encourages you to leave their platform, which is so interesting because people don't stop using Pinterest once they come out of it. They go back to Pinterest every single time. For more. So it is the, yeah. yeah, it is the perfect social media platform and the most underutilized social media platform. And it is so easy to gain traffic from Pinterest. You can do the bare minimum. You can do 10 pins a week and maybe do, they have those idea pins now, which is very similar to TikTok and Reels. Literally just repurpose your Reels and put them on Pinterest and you'll start seeing thousands of views on your profile. We do, I I started doing the bare minimum a year ago and easily 16,000 views to 25,000 views in a month with the bare minimum. So it is one of the easiest platforms to get started on and really helps your SEO because your website's connected to Pinterest on all of these backlinks, which is a backlink is just a link from your website on another platform. Mm -hmm. So the more backlinks you have, the better your website actually performs in Google's eyes. Interesting. So wait, is that, because I haven't been able to connect the HBK website to Pinterest because there's like a pixel ID. That's even confusing to me. <laughs> yeah, that, um, so I have, since our platform is now e-commerce, there's actually a plugin because um, I use WordPress. So there's actually a plugin. If you have WordPress, you can, um, I don't know if they have one if you don't have WooCommerce, but if you do have WooCommerce, you can have a plugin WooCommerce for Pinterest. It'll do it all for you. Um, For that Pinterest tag, though, it just needs to go, I would have a developer do it if you are not comfortable doing that kind of stuff, but it just goes exactly where your Facebook pixel goes. So it'll generate a tag for you, you place it into your code, just like you would your Facebook pixel. Okay, got it. That's something for our team to do. That's like way over my head. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah, once you start talking about the back end of websites, people get a little concerned and you don't want to be messing with code if you're not comfortable with it. Yeah. And so for Pinterest SEO, are you also liking and interacting with other pins or are you just doing, are you doing 10 posts and then repurposing your reels and getting that kind of success through it? I am primarily focusing on lady change makers and the vendors in our marketplace. So I'm not doing a ton of the engagement on Pinterest. If you do, it'll increase your views for sure. Um, So again, just start where you can. So if you can at least start with the idea pins because Pinterest pushes whatever their latest technology is. So that's their idea pins. If you can at least repurpose your reels into your idea pins, you're gonna see growth immediately. But those idea pins are not connected to your website. So they'll get you views on Pinterest, but they're not going to be sending the traffic to your website unless you're actually posting your own pins that connect to your website. So you're going to want, which is super easy to do. If you use Canva, just use a Pinterest template. 
The interesting thing about Pinterest is that it's like, it's also one of those platforms that doesn't really care about your branding. So even though I love my branding and I'm very passionate about my branding, Pinterest doesn't really care and the users don't really care. So as long as your images really stand out and the text is really big and they can clearly understand what your pin is gonna be about, that'll drive the interest to your website. So make sure that you're making pins that really stand out um, and make sure they link to your website and please do not link them to Instagram or TikTok. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't know why people are so interested in growing their Instagram all the time, but you want that traffic to your website, not to your Instagram. Right. Instagram is your only way for gaining sales, which whole another topic, but. <laughs> right. I have another question, but Sam, I don't want to interrupt you if you do. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything. I was laughing because. A lot of people think the only place for like leads or business gen is Instagram, which mm-hmm. right. a lot of people who say that is, but you have to do like full circle or it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally disagree with that. <laughs> um, what's your take on paid Google ads? Because I have consult, we've had a couple consultants ask us about that so that they can get this traction on their website and our approach is always the more organic, like do get, build out your content, but are, have, have you done successful ads and what would make a successful Google ad? So I don't pay for any ads whatsoever. Um, I've done a couple of Pinterest ones, which if you want some really cost-effective advertising, Pinterest is very cost-effective. Google can be extremely expensive but it can also be pretty lucrative for your sales. Um, A good Google ad, you're going to want to sign up for that um, account on AdWords and then use the keyword planner tool. It's going to tell you um, you're going to want to find keywords that you can compete with. And honestly, I would hire more of an expert to do your Google ads. They're going to know what's going to perform best, but it's all about the title using your keywords finding out what they're searching for, and then creating very short word ads for them. So it can work. I think Google Ads has really kind of updated their look to it. So it looks very in line with all the rest of your searches. It's really just those top searches that um, when you put in, yeah, Mm -hmm. the top couple ones. So I think it kind of, it kind of merges well with it. Um, Yes, it can definitely work. You really do know what need to know what you're doing though for a successful right. Google ad campaign. So I wouldn't really, I mean, if you have the extra money to play around with it, that's the other thing is people will start a Google ad campaign, won't see any kind of action from it in a couple of weeks, but you really have to give it a month at least to see how it's performing, make adjustments. Right. It's a constant, just like updating it, seeing what works and it's a lot of testing. So unless you have that, extra money hanging around for your marketing campaigns and maybe you're setting some aside to test that kind of stuff, I wouldn't recommend doing it. I am just like you. I love to grow things organically and you can find a lot of success without having to pay for it. Yeah, no, I I agree. I've looked into different just from my realtor side of work there, you're getting, you know, constantly bombarded with like different platforms and opportunities and how to do Google ads and a, it's expensive if you want to hire someone else to do it because they'll take a lot of money to like manage all of it for you when like mm-hmm. the ads themselves aren't that expensive, but 
you have to have the skills to keep up with the trial and error and make sure that your money's being used um, mm-hmm. properly. And I, I think Kat and I always recommend at least to our consultants too, or people who we're mentoring that start, you know, start organic, like get a good rhythm going and like get your systems down yes. and you can always scale later and have, you know, paid ads or things like that. But I think a lot of people have success without doing paid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that too. And just to give people an idea, I mean, I went to an event in October and one of the businessmen up there, he's a billionaire talking about how he's had a lot of success with Google ads, but he spends $10,000 a month on them. So my entire background's marketing and advertising. So all the clients I've had were multi-million dollar clients. So they had the money to spend and have a really successful campaign. Again, yes, you can find it if you want to, if you have a smaller budget, but it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of trial and error, Um, but you can definitely just do it more organically and you're going to still see results. I would almost use your um, search console, which is going to tell you what people are searching for to actually get to your website. And if you're seeing consistent results for maybe they keep searching for this one product on your website and that's how they're getting there through Google, maybe that's what your Google ad campaign is going to be about if you want to start investing in that way. Mm. Interesting. Because you know people are searching for it and you know that's how they're getting there. So if you're going to populate to the top, then using that um, search. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So that's kind of what I would do in that situation if you have the extra funds to do that. Yeah. The other thing that like keeps coming top of mind to me is I like Kat and I did a little of this and I did some of it for my real estate business, but was just like market research and surveying clients or who your ideal target is to understand like what problems are they having and what solutions could you provide. And these Google tools that you mentioned that are free almost do that on like a wider scale. Like it goes beyond maybe like your niche, but it still would do the same thing. It's just not like, you know, direct from the source. So it's mm-hmm. really interesting because I've been, all the content I've been doing and what we've been doing for HBK is based off of that research. But now we could definitely add in these yeah. other tools to come to have like even more ideas. Cause I, it's like, I always have them, but you eventually feel like you're running out all the time. I, I know. I know. I, exactly. I like started this directory and this e-commerce platform that supports all these other women. So I feel like I have endless content. And then some days I'm like, I have nothing to say, right. but I, I totally get it. But we can always go back to our search tools that we have in hand, find out what people are looking for and then create that content right from there. So yeah, no so excuse for no content. That's, it really is directional to help you get an mm-hmm. idea, really. Mm-hmm. That's a huge takeaway for us, so. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And then. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say there's a lot of like simple things you can also do uh, with your website because co- we talked a lot about content. Content's very important, and it used to be one of the only things that really mattered for mm-hmm. SEO. But Google is really now taking a few other things into consideration for your website to help you rank better. And one is mobile friendly. So you need to make sure it's called responsiveness. Is your website responsive to mobile? About 50% of people are always using their mobile device when they're on websites. Um, 
And this is another great way why you want to use analytics to find out what people are, what tools they're using to get to your website. So when I check for lady change makers, it's very interesting. We actually have 50-50. So 50% of people are using their desktop, 50% are using their mobile devices. And so it's really important that our websites are designed to be mobile friendly. Um, most templates out there for your websites are responsive, but you always just want to test and make sure that everything's looking correctly, working correctly. Um, Google takes into consideration how user-friendly it is. So when they're on their devices, are they able to get around to where they need to go to as easy as possible? So one of the things for Lady Changemakers was that you could check out with a women-owned business within three clicks or less. So we have our shop on the front page, you can go directly to our shop page and find products and services and immediately get linked to their checkout and actually purchase from them. So making that experience as easy as possible is really important. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm sure your stats on like an e-commerce platform, people get distracted within like what, two seconds. So like if something doesn't on. work, it's like, forget it. Forget mm -hmm. it. I'm like getting on the subway or something like that. Exactly. You really have the three seconds to make an impression with your website. And one thing I noticed that was really becoming popular in the past couple of years were these really long sales pages that were like your homepage. It's not user-friendly. And I don't think that ranks well with Google. Yeah. So you, they're coming to your page, they're reading an essay, which is kind of the new sales technique, but it's not very Google-friendly when that's what they're first seeing. Cause they're coming there, they're not really knowing what your site's about. Google doesn't know what your site is about. All they're seeing is all of this long text and is the user finding that user-friendly? So I just kind of think through these things. If I was a consumer coming to my page for the first time, is this the first page I want them to see? So yeah. make sure your homepage really explains your business, what you do, what they can expect from you, and then make sure it links to your other pages. Um, another thing that you wanna make sure that your site has is a site map. Um, by default, most of them should. It'll be in your analytics that you can check it. Um, but a sitemap tells Google what all the pages on your website are for. So everything from your homepage, your about page, sales page, all your products and services, it'll be within this sitemap. Again, you can use like a plugin if you don't think you have one. Um, but it's really important that you have a sitemap. Otherwise, Google doesn't know what, where to find things on your website. Wow. Super helpful. Yeah. Um, we have another thing. Podcast, <laughs> very eye-opening. No, no, go on. I was going to say another thing. I could go on forever too. So another <laughs> thing that's really important with SEO is the site performance. So speed is really important. If your homepage takes more than five seconds to load, Google's going to dock you and not rank you as high. So make sure that you have a fast-performing website. And what makes them slow a lot of times is the imagery that you're using. So it's really important when you upload images to your website that they're optimized for the web. And there's two ways you can easily do this. So make sure you're always uploading JPEGs instead of PNGs, unless you need that transparent background. For most images, you don't. So make sure it's a JPEG. Um, I have something called Smush Tool. So it's a free tool that I can use as a plugin on my website, and it optimizes all of my images for me. So I just upload them and I press this little button and it makes sure they're optimized for the web. Um, if you don't have WordPress, just make sure you can even 
put in um, DPI converter into Google and it'll pop up. You can drag and drop your images in there and it'll optimize all your images. But for anyone who's technical, they're supposed to be at a 72 DPI for optimized for web. Interesting. I think like the main thing that would be a PNG or need to be transparent is sometimes logos. Like I know mm -hmm. I versions of our logo cat or even my own where like I need it to be transparent to be overlaid on top of something. Right. But I haven't noticed that using that slows down my website, but good tip for the, pic yeah. like, the picture. Usually logo files aren't too big. I mean, anything over really, you just kind of want your images to be under probably 200. Um, oh, I forgot the acronym for it. Um, but if they're over a megabyte, it's way too big for you. Oh, KBs. There we go. So you want yeah. them around 200 KBs. Um, if they're in the megabytes, it's way too big for your website and it's going to take okay. forever to load. Mm. Good to know. Interesting. And so then with the, for the graphic optim, would you recommend that if you like put a picture with a blog to do that? Like everything. <laughs> yep. Yep. Every image, I would make sure that it's optimized for the web. And I'll make sure that um, it doesn't slow anything down. So when you go to that page, sometimes you'll go to someone's page and you notice that the image is kind of like yeah. lagging and it's because it's not optimized for the web. Yeah, we haven't had this problem, Kat, on our site. They no, no, we don't. Yeah. Then you had some good people building your website. <laughs> Thank God. We have yeah. a lot of great people on but the back. <laughs> but this is just so, and I've never even known that you could optimize an image. So that's mm -hmm. just fascinating. All these outputs. Another, another thing you can do with your images that's super easy too is using the alt text. So it's really there for um, reading impaired, for the visually impaired, so that they can click on a button and it'll tell them what the image looks like and what it's right. about. But that's also the opportunity. One, it's telling Google that you're user-friendly when you're using it, and two, and it's pulling keywords from it as well. So if you're using descriptive um, text with your image, it'll actually help your page perform as well. So cool. Wow. I did know, I think I knew that, but not on social, not on a website. Like I think in Pinterest, actually, they have mm -hmm. like an alt text area where if mm -hmm. you just cut and paste the hashtags and the content that you're putting in the post, it helps with getting more hits. Yeah, they do. Yep. Pinterest and um, Instagram also has that as well. So if you go into your advanced right before you post into the advanced section, you can actually, it's only for images, so you can't do it for video, um, but you can actually add the alt text in there as well. Interesting. Good to know. I didn't know that for Instagram. Yeah, I find my posts do a lot better when I, I actually put that in the alt text section. Okay. Noted. Try that. I've never used it. I've seen it. Now I know exactly what it's for. It confused me. <laughs> <laughs> I know I always wondered about it too and then I I it's really when Instagram is being used on the web it'll actually start populating in Google searches now yeah no that's cool yeah that is great All right, uh, well, Jess oh Kat go ahead no I was just gonna say D Jessica did you have anything else because if not do you want to tell us about a lady change makers giveaway Ooh, well, I could go on about SEO forever, <laughs> but we don't need, I don't need to keep boring you guys with that. Um, 
We are doing a giveaway. So you guys as our founding members received a box of women-owned products, a lot from our other founding members that we have. So we're actually giving away some of these boxes. They're valued at over $250. Um, if you go to ladychangemakers.com backslash giveaways, and you have until the end of the month to enter. Um, so once you enter, you'll actually be given options to like share it and you can gain extra entries in there. So the more you share, the better your chances are to win a box. So cool. I've, I've seen the posts and I had to, my box arrived or I was getting notified, but then I, I, I changed the date because I wasn't home. So I'm excited to get mine. I think it's <laughs> today or uh, tomorrow, but they look amazing. Oh, good. Good, good. I kept one for myself because I was so excited about them. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely should. Thank no, you. That's, yeah. that's awesome. And I just want to thank you, Jessica, for joining us today and sharing a little bit more about Lady Changemakers and your past experience and why you started it. And then diving into SEO. I think this was super helpful and something that anyone who's thinking about starting a business or has started one or has for a while definitely needs to know about and pay attention to. And everyone can always be doing more in the world of um, SEO. So we really appreciate it. And just before we go, I want to make sure you can let everyone know how they can get in touch with you if they have questions or need anything from you about SEO. Yeah, um, everything is, our website's ladychangemakers.com. If you're interested in joining the platform, you can just head over there. Um, and get started and register as a vendor. Um, we also have our free directory listings if you want to list your business there. On all the social medias, it's at Lady Changemakers. Um, I don't do SEO consulting anymore, but if you have questions, just DM me on Instagram and it'll help me create content for you. So I'm happy to address and give away all my knowledge on SEO. Awesome. Thank Thanks so much. much. Thank you, ladies. Bye. Bye.